Hey guys, welcome back to episode number four of Front Wing Damage. This podcast um, would revolve the British Grand Prix that happened yesterday, and um, we have. Uh, I mean, most people would say it was pretty boring, but there were quite a few insights that we have picked out, and we would be discussing that. And not just that; those last five, six laps drama. that too would be picking up and spoken about anyways uh, before all that aditya do you remember your forfeit yes uh yeah the forfeit was uh yes wait before anything uh <laughs> we we uh we told the listeners that we would bring in a guest for this episode but sadly uh he's not feeling well so he'll be the next episode uh, just wanted to say that yeah yeah true well Leaving all that uh, space. Okay. Yeah, here it goes, master. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, my ego. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It feels good. It feels good. My my feels good. <laughs> my soul is disintegrating as we speak. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's um. Before the race even started, let's uh, let's talk about um, Nico Hulkenberg. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Nico Hulkenberg. He came in with a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of um, optimism. If if that if that that should be the right word. Us fans, we were we were like, yeah, he get to I mean, win, he get the podium, driver of the day and stuff. But he didn't. Exactly. I mean, yeah, his car um, apparently didn't start. He was the replacement for Sergio Perez, who was um, the driver for Racing Point, but he was diagnosed with um, the coronavirus. He tested positive. So Nico Hulkenberg. There were quite a few speculations around who would replace Sergio Perez at Racing Point for probably the next two races. Um, the three candidates were um, Stoffel Van Dorn, Esteban Gutierrez, and Nico Hulkenberg. Now, um, Esteban Gutierrez and Stoffel Van Dorn are—they are the official reserve drivers for um, Mercedes and Racing Point. They have a joint uh, partnership. Stoffel Van Dorn—he has um, the F1. I mean, he has a Formula E in Berlin coming up, so he can't attend uh, Formula One. And Esteban Gutierrez, um, from what I read, he was out of—you uh, know—his his super license was expired. So he couldn't come in. So, to the satisfaction to all of us F1 fans, I mean every single F1 fan, we all were delighted to see Nico Hulkenberg back in, back on the circuit and back in the car. Yeah. Um, one thing, but one thing I, I, I don't get like, why keep a person uh, whose super license is expired as your reserve driver, especially in a season like this where drivers uh, could be. Uh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't uh, drive on track. He drives the simulators for a Mercedes. Yeah, but again, um, as Racing Point, you would want someone with a valid super license, don't you? The same. True. You know, in a true, true. When you true. fully, when the when F1 have fully come out and said that drivers could be swapping in and out of seats, uh, because of uh, Corona and stuff. So, uh, right. I think it should have been better planning uh, from uh, Racing Point in in terms of yeah they could have had um, they could have had two cars possibly finishing within the points yeah. if 
I mean, you're pretty. I'm not. I'm not discrediting Nico Hulkenberg. He is a very good driver, but he 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 doesn't have. He's lost the touch for now. He has to get back into the touch. Yeah. Plus the fitness as well. He he uh, he was complaining of sore neck and stuff. You can't put in a a driver who's not been working uh, out out on his fitness for like um, probably eight months, and you can't just drop him like that. Like that. Uh, that's risky. So, true, true, true. Have been uh, better prepared for this. True. I mean, yeah. Um, I I actually thought um, teams would be more prepared, and you know, knowing that the corona could actually um, affect one of their drivers, and it did. And Racing Point seemed like they weren't prepared. Nico Hulkenberg got a call 24 hours before his um, FP1, which. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not great. It's it's not funny. I mean, it's not nice to have Nico Hulkenberg. Obviously, he would be delighted. But then, uh, for the team, it wouldn't be good. I mean, they wouldn't be able to extract um, uh, performance and results out of their car. True, true. So uh, let's jump onto the start of the race. It was a very good start, in my opinion. Everyone like closely packed. Uh, it was like a kart race almost. But then that's where it stopped, and the board fest began. Like no one made any <laughs> moves. Everyone, the gap see, increasing and increasing and increasing, and then yeah, uh, that no. See when the start when when it started, I actually thought a couple drivers would hit each other. Yeah, Sebastian Vettel because of them. They were so close. Yeah, I mean very close. And obviously we had the safety car with uh, Albon. Uh, Hitting off Magnussen. Um, okay, yeah. Before that, I want to know your view. Do you think that was a racing incident or was that um, a penalty worthy? Um, a penalty worthy accident. Uh, I won't. I won't come out saying if it was a racing incident or not. But I'm sure if I if I did that in a race, I would get a penalty. That's all I will say. But here's the thing. Uh, hear me out. Albon was on the inside. Okay. And Magnussen was on the outside, so Albon has every right to cover as much road as he can. But it was Magnussen who I think I don't know. I think he backed off a little, and that's when they collided. No, I, I Magnussen so, a curb on the way into the last corner. So exactly, that's what I said. It was he, he wasn't on on the speed that he would want to be. So I think that's one of the reasons why they collided. Yeah, but. But his cover, yeah. <laughs> it was a. Just big... because you have the inside doesn't mean you have the corner. That's one more thing I think people should. True. Find. But again, I mean, yeah, the if I gave a five-second penalty to Alex Albon, yeah. a five seconds, which actually, it did actually hurt him. I thought the five seconds and then him going P twenty, I thought it was the end of him. Now I really realize. That the five seconds did actually have a big consequence on his race. It didn't because the field spread was like that, and um, there was also this uh, safety car, like the whole no no safety no, car thing. Do it him a lot. Had another position. Um, so he got punted. Magnussen got punted, and um, oh, it was a spectacular crash. To be honest. <laughs> One one shot I see him hitting Albon. The other shot I see my tire like five six meters away from him. 
<laughs> which was pretty funny to be honest yeah it was one of the few entertaining moments uh, in the early part of the next we yeah. had entertainment later that's that we, we will touch upon that but yeah um then we had another weird crash with kiviat um i uh, i actually like uh, daniel kiviat as a driver he's aggressive he can get results when needed um yeah so uh, him going out like that was bit of a surprise people are saying it's a rear right rear puncture and uh, it was yeah and with what happened later on the race it seems to be true because it's still a suspected right rear puncture they've not fully confirmed it yeah it's suspected is the right way uh, yeah whatever happened later on in the race yeah it seems right like puncture yeah it's very well possible <laughs> to be honest daniel kiviat is one of the drivers that i actually really like a lot and it is actually pretty saddening that he he went out of the race i actually thought he had more to extract out of the race because both the cars were lightning they were, they were pretty quick yeah gasly and kiviat were very quick uh, ended up in the points he did he came seventh yeah that's pretty that's a solid result for an alpha tower yeah um well that's when it all it, it all uh, yeah. <laughs> the the race fell apart yeah i mean uh, after the second empty car all drivers came in yeah and um, they all pitted on for hards so as soon as they all pitted for hards i knew they were all going for the long run nobody's going aggressive so they're all on the long run and that's when <laughs> that's when it went started you know becoming a little boring i mean it wasn't as if any car was closing the gap on each other except for gasly catching up um, on vettel that's the only car i think that fully caught up um, against each other and um talking about good performances way we jumped one driver roman grosjean oh yeah grosjean with the again the super overcut but he didn't after Yeah but still I mean again the super overcut for me is very overrated because all you do is last out the tires stay in the top 5 and even get overtaken by 2 3 cars and then you have to pit what's the point in that you're going to gain only places like if you start at 14th you'll gain only two places you'll be 12 it's for for those kind of teams so i I don't think so you should like really uh, you know praise the the strategy I'm not praising the strategy I'm praising his move uh, his driving yeah maybe he he, he did decently knowing that, knowing that he has a ferrari engine powering his car and keeping the train of drivers behind him for quite a long time is pretty magnificent yeah uh, credit right there Oh, I'm I mean, we're talking about Michael. He's uh, here's the sad part of him. I mean, he's he's become a meme. But I act, I really like him. I really like Roman Grosjean because um, I remember the Lotus days where he he was like a, he was very quick. He's he's very quick, and he gave um, quite a few drivers a run for their money. Example: Fernando Alonso in Valencia. 
he was the attacking car on alonso he did keep him at bay for a long he, time he also gave vettel a run for a money when he was winning world championships remember that exactly it, it's it's pretty sad what's happened he to roman find a, he, after that he's not really found the right uh, uh, car for him as in rhythm the teams he joined were really underperforming so lotus as well weren't that good but they had two superstar drivers roman and uh, kimi yeah 2012 and 2013 were solid for lotus actually they were in actually uh, but no no but the car wasn't optimum they had didn't have an optimum car yeah. it was the drivers who actually did um, a really good job well let's not digress let's continue um that's when the whole uh, then um uh the commentators and i both i mean even i realized that um Mercedes had quite a few blisters on their tires and um I'd say Bottas had more uh, his his tires had degraded more and you could see the uh, you know the line of blisters on his front right and I actually thought that that it should be alarming but then uh, it didn't seem like Bottas was alarmed that much because we know that Mercedes are good at managing their tires yeah. and we know that the Mercedes car has a very quite a good yeah, uh, system as well to uh, you know change the toe so you could manipulate the tire temps so i would i would exactly yeah you wouldn't have guessed that uh, the blistering would uh, happen so much on bottas uh, and hamilton on and on hamilton's tires exactly hamilton is known for preserving his tires yeah. he, he can go the long distance man so but what happened it all fell apart yeah i i think yeah, it's my theory that uh, Uh, Mercedes mismanaged the DAS system. Uh, they may not have used it correctly during the race, especially in the long stints, like uh, when they went hard tires. So that's why they got the puncture. But again, uh, it's a weak theory because even Sainz got a puncture. So. True. Um, yeah, I mean, um, you have to give credit to certain drivers like Max Verstappen and. Um, Uh, Charles Leclerc, and um, to be honest, according to me, I felt uh, I had three favorite drivers in that race. Pierre Gasly was one of them. Number two was Alex Albon. Number three, uh, guess who number three is? Leclerc. To be honest, it was Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. Hamilton as well. I add, add Hamilton to it. Yeah. He. You have hats off to him and the way he. kept him composed when his when he knew his tires were gone i mean no to be honest i don't know whether mercedes are bluffing or what hamilton said that um the lap before his tire went off his tire was good so i do, i think it could, it could be sandbagging my mercedes saying that uh his tires were good and he got a puncture but i have actually have a feeling that it was blisters which caused the um, um the puncture yeah because it wasn't just a normal puncture his whole tire was shredded yeah it's a degradation related puncture exactly so it's just uh, mr hamilton bluffing that um, and you know sandbagging that uh, it was a puncture it was a proper degradation consequence yeah. or it could have been like one of the, one of the media people are like oh shit this race is uh, too boring so they put on you know, <laughs> and then this <laughs> <laughs> media then Yeah, I'm probably beyond to that. Um, this is the British Grand Prix, and 
the british media is like oh no this this, this can't happen this is a home race come on lads let's make it interesting i went and put a pin on the road and um, well it struck it struck the wrong man it hit the wrong man yeah. <laughs> i mean it hit the right man first it hit bottas first but then it hit hamilton as well sadly i jumped when valtteri got the puncture i jumped i'm like oh shit mercedes must be hamilton <laughs> like and then i got so disappointed <laughs> few laps later i no, 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 no. and i'm like oh shit yeah. then i realized was Exactly. Then he's 20 seconds behind. I'm, I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> uh, if you if you remember when Bottas got um, the puncture, I think 10 seconds later the commentator said that even Hamilton got a puncture. I don't remember that. The commentators made a mistake, and I'm like, just I'm jumping. I'm like, what? Hamilton puncture, Bottas puncture. Oh my god, this is amazing. Oh my god. But then, <laughs> yeah, then it seemed like it wasn't. Hamilton got a puncture what three laps later yeah uh yeah. the topic of uh, punctures silverstone is infamous for the 2013 incident where like half the grid got punctures true 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 will we see that next week silverstone is known silverstone is known to have um, high temperatures on track and in the atmosphere which doesn't uh, create a off late uh, optimum brought on harder harder compounds to uh, not let these punctures happen but then this week and it happened next week they're running softer compounds so which is not yeah so this this means that i think each team will have to go for a two stop so oh, yeah a two stop is the best way to stop the puncture exactly um yeah but talking about um do you think pirelli would change the uh, tire compounds i don't think so see what can they bring in ultra softs i they they've gone they're long gone harder compound tires like you use the hard tires instead of the uh, softer compounds that they're going to use to be honest i'm not that sure what is see when they just said that they're going to bring in softer compounds i'm not that sure i mean they didn't give any specific information on what 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 do they mean no, by that they didn't give any info compound, what they mean by soft compound is uh, this weekend they ran on uh, the softs mediums and hards uh, next week running right. on um, super soft softs and mediums as in mediums will be the hardest compound i think the ultra softs i meant the super softs the um, purple lined um, tires those yeah those were called the uh, yeah ultra softs oh they are called so those uh i thought the ultra softs would come in and um which would i'm i'm actually not that sure yeah you're super confused okay let's skip that let's skip that let's skip that uh, uh anyways uh moving on to i mean let's let's assess each the, the, the drivers that i brought out their names pierre gasly's performance it's pretty commendable yeah He started outside the top ten and gave, uh, and he he started lapping really good. I mean, he started catching up to the the upper midfield bunch pretty quick. I mean, uh, Vettel was the only uh, hindrance in that. He got past Vettel pretty easily, and then he just started. He just went for it in the latter. True. I mean, Pierre Gasly drove really well. And um, yeah, I want to pose this question to you. Do you think Albon will get demoted again? 
tough especially with the whole uh, red bull and the tie owners thing um i don't think so plus uh, i really want to talk about this um helmet marco told that uh, we need to give albon a better car so there is a disparity between two cars on the same team so w- what does this mean for the sport in general like uh, should we stop comparing teammates now or is it just in red bull i have a feeling i mean see for to be honest um even charles has always said this this is his like his his saying his teammate is his first rival so comparing teammates always is going you you can't stop that so albon getting a better car i mean it is it is it's known that verstappen is their first driver and albon is the second is the number 2 so helmut marko saying that albon needs a better car um shows that the team is backing albon it does show that the team is backing albon but uh, when you said um, should we stop comparing drivers no that that makes no sense because each driver wants to be their teammate first their teammate is their first rival hamilton i mean when it was 2018 sebastian vettel yes obviously hamilton was his main rival but one of his i think his first rival would be kimera can to beat him in the same car because beating another person in the same car proves that you're better than him yeah. that's why um, certain certain pundits want um, hamilton and sebastian vettel in the same car to know exactly what their positions are Yeah, but um, at the same time, if there's a disparity between the cars, can you really compare them? If a if the main Red Bull, Verstappen's Red Bull, is performing in the top three, and Albon's Bull is performing in the midfield, is it really fair? Just say. Okay, you're talking about Red Bull. You're talking about Ferrari. I mean. Oh yeah, that is Ferrari is even clear disparity in Ferrari. That is exactly. I mean. Uh, for those of you who don't know helmut marco came out saying that leclerc's ferrari was quicker than um, the red bulls uh, both the red bulls on the straights now before any of you say that it is his skill stop i mean there is no skill on getting a higher uh, top speed on the straights they, they are f1 drivers they're not um, probably karting they would, it would make a difference no. on the straight even in karting it wouldn't make a difference your skill won't make then <laughs> exactly Exactly. So there's absolutely no skill in getting your car to another driving get a uh, getting a better high speed on the straights. Okay. You may put the argument that um, Vettel's Ferrari has a higher downforce. No, he doesn't. He is very, very, very cautious on the throttle on certain corners, and he's he 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 himself is saying that um, he's not getting the optimum grip that he wants to. fight more he is getting passed by drivers he is not attacking drivers so yeah to be honest it's it's um, it's not very easy to compare drivers right now but you have to compare drivers since you are both having the same colored car the same engine the same components and everything um, yeah. to be honest i'm 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 in confused myself on exactly what should happen yeah but this feeds into um f1's overall problem right now that is the car is working more than the driver let's be honest true uh like you can clearly see disparities i mean in in terms i think so mercedes have one of the most equal cars between drivers but 
uh, the car is suited to Hamilton's driving style. I, it just looks like that from outside. It's surrounded around. It, yeah, it's centered around. And that's not that's not an issue. I mean, Schumacher had it. Um, even Senna had a car built around him, so that's not an issue. But um, looking through the teams, uh, diff- like the car performance seems to be. Uh, Seems to overwhelm the driver skill. True. Uh, this is more evident, I'd say, in Ferrari and Sebastian Vettel's case. <laughs> to all those people who say that he's not skilled um, or he's just overrated, um, no, he's not. I mean, he's a four-time world champion, and it's not like he, it was easy going when he won the world champ. It isn't like. Uh, he never won the world championship um, one race or two races even before the calendar ended his uh, all his championships were won till the very end so sorry um, I mean, now not all but yeah they, there was some competition yeah there was there's quite the, yeah most of them i mean two of them uh, were won pretty easy but two of them weren't he where he either got hit or a pit lane start or something like that something compromised him so, um, yeah, I mean, in Vettel's case now, it seems like the engine and the car. Uh, yes, this is Formula One. It, it depends on both the driver and the team. But right now, yeah, I agree with you. It is more of the car than the driver right now. Yeah. Um, what effort? I mean, that's what the 2022 regulations are for, right? Like, yeah, to change the whole, uh, to close down the gap between. The uh, field, not but, field. Mercedes and the others. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, but F1 should not look uh, like we all as fans should not look at, at like the past, like 80s and stuff, to uh, see close racing. But in fact, even in even in 2008, even in uh, 2010, you had uh, championship battles that would go down to the last race. I mean, give to the last lap. To yeah, the last in, into the last lap, last corner stuff. So uh, it's not that far back. It's it's it is twelve years back that we had that, and it's sad to see that that's slowly going away. Um, because it's it's unexplainable because Mercedes are so good at developing the car. Like they they were so good at the upgrade packages. They were so good from start to finish. They never. Drop in performance, so yeah. Um, and, I feel Nico Rosberg should have developed the sport. At yeah, least some yeah. would Hamilton run for his money. Yeah, you can argue that. Uh, but uh, Mercedes never allowed themselves to get hit with bad luck. They True. were they were that good, and to those saying. What about in 2017 uh, and 18? Well, 2017, Ferrari got hit with bad luck. Uh, and in 2018, actually, uh, I read an article where it said Vettel overperformed for the car he was given. <laughs> overperformed is a, is a very mild word. <laughs> because, yeah. No, his 2018 car was, uh, no, it was strong. Yes, it was very strong. But it, it was wasn't strong. as 
but towards the end uh, they just ferrari failed to bring in the upgrades which were effective True. i guess from from the second half of the season that's where the whole drop off began and people would point to uh, germany but very could have easily recovered from germany i think so ferrari failed to bring in effective upgrades True. I mean, he wouldn't have been scrapping with um, Ricardo or Verstappen if it weren't for the upgrades. He wouldn't have been spun around by Ricardo or spun around by Verstappen if it weren't for the pace that they had in the second half. In the second half, um, they seemed like the cars which would come second, third, or fourth, or fifth. They weren't number one material. Yeah. So and again, I think that's where the decline was. Yeah, but the big picture is. uh the cars are too dominant they they don't highlight driver skill for me um back like even back in 2011 2012 you could see each driver had like slightly different lines like true oh i have to brake after turn in little later that's that's how i can carry more speed but then now everyone's having very similar lines because that's the only line the car can go true 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 very true i mean that's a very good point Uh, so yeah, the yeah. car is just overwhelming the driver's skill. There's so much downforce that you you have to go only in this line. So true. That limits. Yeah. So if 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 a question is posed to us, is is Mercedes dominance healthy for the sport? No, it isn't. I mean, I know yeah, I'm very. It definitely isn't. It, it it definitely is. isn't. Uh, like uh, I mean, newer fans. Uh, will definitely look at the sport and go oh shit that it's only mercedes who who else can challenge them to be honest yeah i mean i have a few friends who i have tried introducing to the sport to and i don't show any clip or any video from 2018 from 2018 it's pre 2018 because that was when pure racing was there i mean okay take for instance um if any of you remember vettel's um a uh, spain move in 2017 where he moved across valtteri bottas if they do this in the current car he's 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 more likely to spin around yeah but 2017 was the start of the new wider car regulation exactly. so that was where it was very raw so the drivers could still have their own inputs into the into the race right now it's just suited to the car the driver has to do what the car can do he can't push the car forward yeah uh oh yeah before before uh, you say anything <laughs> i know every um, many people must have seen this uh, hamilton in what 2013 he said that vettel's dominance is unhealthy for the sport <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah how the tables have turned yeah exactly how the tables have turned um you like in the british grand prix we saw uh the top two cars being split by 3 tenths in quali and the next car like one second off and then like is it, like how can you have like the top two together and then the next few cars being one second off more than a second off the pace <laughs> this is qualifying this isn't the yeah. race qualifying the race. a car one second off is Yeah, and Poly, all the all the teams turn up their engines and they, the car is performing to the max. And then you see a one second off. I mean, 
it's just a huge like as a fan uh, watching a sport it's not a uh, really fun all the mercedes fans would be like oh shit we're sick we're, we're just <laughs> we're sailing ahead it reminds mercedes fans are like one of those fans who uh, support juventus in seria like for those who oh. know <laughs> so juventus <laughs> oh god that perfect perfect way to put it juventus fans <laughs> Ah, uh, it, it's just like they know they're just coming in to win, and then they go home. Yeah, exactly. The top step, and then they go home. Yeah, but um, in the driver's point of view, nobody drives saying, "Oh, I want to give entertainment to fans." True. I mean, no, no, no. no. I, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, no. I'm I'm giving it in a driver's point of view. No one yeah, says, exactly. "Oh, let's do it for the fans." I'm going to spin for the fans. I'm going to do. I'm going to lunge in for the fans. No, they do it for themselves. They do it because okay, of their okay. job. They're being paid millions. And uh, I, I, I want to suggest FIA something. Okay, hear me out. If a driver is 30 seconds ahead of the car behind him, the driver should get a five-second penalty. Thirty-second <laughs> penalty. Neutralize. Oh my! Thirty-second penalty. Neutralize it. Okay. <laughs> if if okay, this is directed to Hamilton. Okay, if Hamilton is more than twenty seconds ahead of his of the guy behind him, he has to do one donut uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> move ahead. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's so, very sad because he has to connect to this British roots. He has to have a cup of tea. <laughs> oh yeah, he has to come uh, come to the pits. uh have one cup of tea finish it and then i can go back yeah that will prove he's the greatest driver of all time only that will prove exactly. you know no 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 i hope i know see oh god i mean some it should happen hamilton should somebody should tell this to hamilton he should do it i mean he has to prove himself yeah <laughs> go to the pits a hey, macha one tea cup one cheeto and chai ஒருத்தாங்க <laughs> Wait 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 before we continue say the word Okay master <laughs> Oh god <laughs> this is uh, slavery 2020 I know Ah <laughs> uh, what was I saying Yeah um Mercedes dominance isn't healthy for the sport and well the FI has recognized it and changed the uh, the whole know how the cars will be and how they yeah. look in 2022 is one step ahead of the regulations they always i say that i mean they they've optimized every single area yeah i mean like it's like if 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 ross brown was there in the team he'd have no work <laughs> true and ross brown is the one of the best engineers of all time so true 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 Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Here's my question to you. Do you think in 2022 Mercedes will be less dominant? 
they will win the championship but not in the same dominance so do you think they'll win it two races before the calendar ends or one race before the calendar ends <laughs> two to three races man <laughs> oh god damn it i honestly don't see things changing because you can't stop same i mean mercedes of your genius yeah uh who it's james allison who went from ferrari to mercedes Ah uh, yeah, he no created the whole difference for uh, yeah, Mercedes. Yeah, and Mercedes was was built on the foundations of Braun, such a good, strong uh, yeah. team. True, true, true. Yeah, I think that's what gave him the good roots. Yeah, yeah, strong foundations. Yeah. Um, well it it i hope this dominance doesn't cut in because it's not just boring us um formula 1 should be looking to broadening their audience and getting more people to you know watching the sport and <laughs> this isn't helping in any way yeah. and honestly even as a young driver you shouldn't uh how do i put it like you shouldn't think that oh i don't have a chance because i'm in this team or i'm oh That's the perfect way to put. Oh my God, that, that's a very good point, Aditya. Continue, continue. Ignore the fans, ignore the spectators. What is it? What is in it for the drivers, man? Imagine a driver like Grosjean. He's been here for a while. He's not even reached. He's not even looked at the side of winning a race, even though he got podiums. So, at one point, you look to other series like. Okay, I, as a driver, you want to win. You don't want to come in the midfield, or you don't want to come second all the time, just because the driver ahead has a way better car and he has more money. In terms of in terms of a level playing field, I know GT, you know uh, LMP2, those those series do it really well. True. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, when you if you yeah, if you speak about Roman Grosjean, let, let's continue with Roman Grosjean itself. I'm pretty sure. Okay, you say every driver will come to the race uh, hoping that he wins. I'm putting in the word hoping that he wins because in yeah. Roman's case, he knows he his car isn't good enough to win the race, and that's what Formula One should change. That's yeah. how they should they, they should make a radical change where beat Mercedes, beat uh, Williams. Beat um, in a Ferrari, beat a Ferrari. Everybody yeah. should have. Okay. They should all be having equal ideally, chances. Yeah, ideally we should have three top teams like fighting closely, like what True. Christian Horner said in Drive to Survive. The top True. three close, it'll be a season to be remembered. True. Imagine if there's yeah, a, like the way Kimi Raikkonen won his championship. If there's another like a four-way or a five-way. Um, yeah, scrap. Exactly, and this you know the the number of people around the world and the technology right now, Formula One would have great viewership. Yeah. So F1 and shouldn't be doing it only for the sake of the drivers; they should be doing it for the sake of their own themselves to broaden their audience of the sport. Yeah, but speaking of broadening the audience, I think the the social media team has been do, doing great like i've never seen so many active f1 fans at one a single point rather than other than now like 
so many active fans are there so many opinions are being shared so like credit where it's due f1 have done a really good job in that but just imagine when you have like four or five drivers going for it at abu dhabi i mean uh, it's going to be a spectacle to watch i mean you're seeing the best battle luis hamilton anthony bottas and like four yeah. of the four drivers just yeah like, uh, imagine the story lines like vettel being the experienced guy bottas having something to prove hamilton being the oh. king and leclerc is the young driver and i mean just you the excitement it would build and the drivers would have something to drive for yeah they would be motivated i mean i don't think see here's the thing um take for example kevin magnussen from agrochon see i think their case is the worst right now yeah okay here see here's the thing both of them are old okay you may say alfa romeo doing bad but antonio giovinazzi is is just started he yeah. has he's a ferrari driver academy uh, you know he he's queuing up for that ferrari seat george russell is queuing up for the mercedes seat nicholas latifi is in his rookie season so you need to be appreciating certain drivers that have been here for a long time and you need to push the sport forward where uh, you have teams that teams that come in to win not teams that come in to get p16 p2 trophy or a p1 trophy i'm like oh shit did i fight for this or uh yeah i was expecting this anyways it depends on which team i'm driving for yeah exactly that's the whole exactly that, yeah so <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm just waiting for him to come second or first in that Haas suit. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The glory days. Imagine him winning a world championship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, yeah. I'm 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 talking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So 2022 like the cost uh the budget cap and all yeah. But really the cost of Indian look IndyCar have created high performance cars and really good driving uh with amazing excitement okay like each series has a different winner but they have the same chassis for all uh all teams i i think F1 definitely could do something very similar with you don't need a 130 million budget in my opinion true 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 cuz the in turn by creating a 130 million budget you're excluding a whole bunch of junior drivers because they just can't bring in that amount of sponsorship into the sport so, so yeah i mean right now the sport is more money uh, i i've i've seen reports saying that um, uh, sergio perez has gone back to mexico to meet his family but not just meeting his family he's trying to meet his um, his sponsor slim to pump in 10 million dollars into racing point i mean what do we talk about 10 million dollars imagine yeah. a calamillet or a tan dictum trying to get into the sport they're not going to get 10 million dollars it's their talent which will speak yeah but but yeah you, you don't see a, like there's another responsibility added to drivers these days that is getting the whole uh, financial package true uh, they should be more they are more of businessmen outside the track really so true 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 i mean i don't think uh, see alex albon story has been very sad 
but now he has money he he's been backed yep. by serious people yeah i mean so in the end yeah we all, all know like in motorsports money trumps everything but especially in in other forms of motorsport you do see drivers coming from uh like lower backgrounds coming up so uh in f1 currently like off off plate the enormous budgets have made this the sport uh, inaccessible to many actually true i mean the only person that i know who has come literally from absolutely nothing is esteban ocon for now yeah ocon um he he lived in a shed he lived in a caravan during his f3 days and stuff he's really inspiring man like uh, i take a lot of inspiration from ocon and his spirit and he's it's not he speaks on track and off track yeah he's got talent he's got and uh, he just never gave up man he did what he made those sacrifices and i can i can i relate with him like in terms of the sacrifices his family would have uh, gone through man you mean socially true, true, true. uh financially yeah so okon's a big inspiration in that way uh, another driver who came up from nothing was lewis hamilton but then he came true, into true, the sport true. where it wasn't the only thing exactly you, yeah exactly even the karting now like in, in karting in europe the budget is just overwhelming man. so i mean there's something like, that see here's you, the thing that is where sebastian vettel is i i, I think that's what's going to make the difference uh, he yes he will be bringing in a lot of money but i don't think as much money as sergio perez will be bringing in Yeah. So, if Racing Point, I, I want to see what's going to happen because if Racing Point go for Sergio Perez, we all know why. Yeah, and it's not, like, and Perez is a good driver, so like people yeah, with the great driver talk should shut up. True, true, true. Yeah. So that was a huge rant about everything and anything. Uh, I think it's time to wrap up. Yeah. Say it. Say the word. Okay. master this is the third time and yeah i don't know <laughs> anymore else. i'm just like lifeless and <laughs> i don't have a life <laughs> okay i won't go down without a fight <laughs> next week next yeah. week mate let's let's do something different yeah i'll be like we should go to a track hopefully can we go to a yeah. track now is Miko open i i have my exams coming up so i don't think i'm um, uh, yeah cartopia is open miko is open so yeah, september the, but the distance between our house and cartopia like we probably get corona <laughs> on the way <laughs> yeah on the way and then we'll get admitted to hospital and then oh uh, true well anyways um Aditya's trademark um, saying, "We've reached the checkered flag of the podcast." We've reached the checkered flag of the podcast. Let me do it, okay? It's my trademark. You don't get to steal it. Who's the master? I don't care if you're the master. It's my trademark, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait! Before we before we stop, um, for everybody around there, um, we're having a collaborative podcast with um, the Indian racing community. um which will be a very 
out of the box kind of podcast so stay tuned for that as well yeah so ciao